0: Hello and welcome to The Spill Sash episode 26. In today's episode, I have a special guest, Mama Kim, if you know, you know. Kim was my senior back in Neon Poly, especially in our heatwave days. She was always a mentor to me and now she has just graduated from nursing. So she went from a complete 180 from communication radio to nursing. And in this episode, we talk about her switch. We talk about burnout. We talk about maintaining relationships and also just being kind to yourself. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Kim, to the Spill Sesh with Sage. Hello, it's nice to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to do this episode with you because, I mean, I've known you since 2015.
1: 20... 15. Yeah, it's been five oh. years, eh?
0: Oh my god, you've been like a mentor figure to me since then. Mm.
1: And so, okay, how do we even know each other in the first place? Well, sis, I can still remember you walking into the radio room like for your for your Heat interview. Yeah, but okay, so for those who don't know, basically, um before I was doing well before I was I'm doing is my English. Before I was doing what I am (laughs) doing currently, um, I was studying MassCom in Nian as well, Um, same with Seijou. Then um, after that, for my internship in my final year, I decided to um, join Radio Heatwave, which um, which is our campus radio station in Nian. So um, I joined as program director, and in that year that I joined, Sejol uh, auditioned as a radio DJ, so that's how I met Sejal. Yeah,
0: <laughs> And yeah, so she was my senior, and I think truly, um, you guys taught us so much, because I remember back in year one, I was so different from what I am now. <laughs> I was so shy, and like, just like, I was just very um in my shell, but you guys made it so comfortable for us to really step out of that and mm. gain some confidence, learn how to do it. Because honestly, as year ones, when you step into the conti and you see the nitya, you're like, what is this? Mm. And I think you guys, your batch really taught us, you know, to... Stick as a family and I will always, always remember yeah. the initiation. What? <laughs> oh my god. I think that was the only one no, no no. We had one more initiation, like I think it was Shafina Sem. Mm. And but yours was the scariest one, okay? In the loft. Right, I remember. In the loft, because that was the only one because that was the last year we could rent out the loft. Yeah. So that those are basically where the teachers stay, and then you guys rented it out Mm. and it was so scary. Um, I don't know what it was, but like was spooky already to begin with, the loft was so scary. Yeah. And then you added all the and then they created this like initiation thing for all the new members. Mm. And then I remember we just sat in a circle and then suddenly confessed way too much. I learned way too much about every single person (laughs) that night. (laughs) But it was so much fun. I think that was one of my best memories of Heatwave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's how we know each other. And then I've just been like, you know, following your journey since. And I remember after you graduated. Because when I was in year one, you were in year three. Yeah. You were going to graduate. And I remember seeing you uh, graduate and you're like, I'm going to go into nursing. And I was like, what? Because (laughs) I remember how passionate you were about radio and not just radio, just comms in general. But I genuinely thought you were gonna be a radio DJ. Mm.
1: So what happened? Well, okay, honestly, my first choice after um graduating poly right was to continue with comms. Yeah, I really wanted to go into we weekend I knew that going overseas was like wasn't an option because I'm a homebody. Okay. I was like, I- I'm definitely gonna stay in Singapore. Um, but out of all the courses that I applied for, I only got into marketing at um SIM and nursing at NUS so but the marketing in SIM I think is kind of different from what we did in Nian because that's I think they focus a bit more on like the business side of it and yes. I I ain't no business lady right so um, I knew that okay like I definitely wouldn't really be very happy doing that as well so the only other option that I had was to try nursing and whoa like the amount of time and effort that I spent like really trying to process it and like really think whether I could do it the people that I had to speak to and all that like it was a really really long process but I think in the end um, to me right I was like might as well because technically with a diploma um, even though a degree would be great but technically with a diploma in comms I can kind of already work Te- you technically can, right yeah i'm telling you as me taking a <laughs> degree in comms, you can right take, you can work right after diploma yeah. yeah so so to me it's like okay like i always kind of have that option to fall back on so might as well since there's this new opportunity just try something totally different if it's not something that um i'm really passionate about i don't know i believe strongly in being like no matter where i'm placed i'll be able to learn um, like, I, if I have the right mindset and everything, right, like, I'll be able to learn as much as I can and it will still be applicable and useful to my life. So I think, um, to me, it's like, okay, even though I'm doing this huge switch, right, um, I'll still be able to learn. If I still want to go back into comps after this, it's okay, but at least I, I know that I've tried, like, two completely opposite things, right, and then I can... Then make a better decision whether comms is really my thing or actually maybe I, I just want to try something new and apply, at the same time, apply what I learned in comms. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what happened. So after that, um I kind of made the decision to uh do nursing mm, at NUS. So
0: what was the turning point and being like, okay, it's nursing for me?
1: Mm, do you remember? I don't think it was necessarily one moment, but I remember um just throughout the the entire process, right, like reflecting and all that, I kind of realised that in comms, even though I really, really enjoyed it genuinely, but for me personally, it was a bit difficult to find my purpose. And at that point of time, it's quite funny, because at that point of time, I thought that I was really extroverted, right, and I was like, oh, comms is my thing. But I remember, especially when I had to go for events, especially when I was doing my internship and stuff, I realised that actually I'm quite introverted. So, so to me, it's like, hmm, even though I enjoy the work, but not fully, you get what I mean, and I still felt something was kind of lacking. So, um, I remember growing up, like, I was in the girls' brigade, like, in primary school, secondary school, so we did a lot of, like, outreach stuff, you know, church and all that kind of thing. So, and at that point of time in my life, I remember the 2015, 2016 years, that was when, like, both my, my grandfathers passed away, then my grandparents were in the hospital quite a bit, so... um my passion for you know the elderly you know like you know now right like i think everyone kind of knows that i have this huge soft spot for like cute old people so i think that were those years were when like i really realized like wow like um like i wish i could have done more you know i wish i could have like known more about like how i could help like what was going on and all that so I think just kind of like all that accumulating in my brain, I was just like, hmm, like joining nursing actually wouldn't be too bad of an idea because I think I will be able to practically not only like learn really useful knowledge and skills but take care of my family as well. Yeah, so um and I realized also like oh actually there's this really soft side of me, you know, like growing up right everyone's like oh mama kim like kim loves to take yes. care of people and like watch out for people yeah. so so to me in the, in the moment it kind of clicked like actually quite a few people re- like told me actually i can see you actually being a nurse cuz you always like to take care of people and look out for people so i think that was when i was like okay even though it might not be as glamorous and fun as what i used to do i'll just give it a shot um mm-hmm. yeah and then i just decided to go with it mm. and it did it work out in the end like do you actually love it now or well, like, or is it something that like, oh, you just had to finish the degree? <laughs> mm, okay. I mean, I'm bonded for four years, <laughs> so so you know, I'm kind of <laughs> stuck here for four years. But um, I I do love what I do. It definitely is really tiring, like physically, mentally, um, emotionally. A lot of times, I also. find myself bringing work back home you know like especially when Mm -hmm. you have a really difficult day or like if let's say one of my patients pass away I find out something like that happened right um Mm -hmm. it can really affect you a lot and you can really just like like especially my first few weeks when I started work because I'm a new graduate also so like the transition right was so difficult like I always had I still have troubles falling asleep like um I get very anxious before I go to work sometimes because it's really fast-paced which is something that um, I, like, I'm not naturally... I don't naturally enjoy, like, really fast-paced, stressful working environments. Yeah, but because of the nature of the specific ward that I'm in, and I think nursing in general, um, especially in the ward setting, rather than, like, clinics and all that, right, like, it's a bit more fast-paced, and there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, so... Yeah. um, I think definitely it's been tough. I mean, honestly speaking, like, there have been many times over the past few weeks where, like, I like I've cried once really hard at work during one of my breaks and then I had to like call my boyfriend Matt and then like I was like crying I was like "Ah, I don't want to do this anymore and then like here and there um during work as well like you know like my friends and I it's not just me and that's a strange thing it's not just me a lot of the new graduates as well like we are like ah like we just want to cry during work because it's just very overwhelming and the number of like protocols procedures and all that, that you just have to learn and also because now it's COVID, right? Like it's COVID time. I was time. just gonna
0: say, yeah. Yeah, it's
1: COVID time. So a lot of our programs and stuff have been postponed. So a lot of things have been taken online, like we have to do e-learning or figure out a lot of stuff by ourselves or learn um on the job instead of going for courses. So I think because of that, like we are left really like in the dark and we're just like, whoa, like what's happening? So all of that accumulated really like it makes this entire transition a lot more stressful for us. Yeah, so Um, it definitely hasn't been easy. It's been really difficult and it's quite ridiculous also because it was, I remember, I was only probably like three, four weeks in, right? I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I was like, no. Um, But I think now I'm at a much better place. Yeah. um, I think now things have been a bit a bit more settled Um, and definitely I mean you have times where like your patients ask you or your patients and their family members like you know right sometimes when they ask you in a nice loving way not in a scary way when they ask you like what's your name like not like a what's your name but you know like what's your name and then you're like oh like my name is Kim then they're like okay and then you form this relationship with them and you know that they trust you and all that I think that really makes it very worth it Yeah, when you see them happily discharged and all that, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, like, this is what I like to do, this is what I love to do, I just have to keep, keep on telling that to myself in my head, yeah, so, it's been like, back and forth, but generally, yeah, like, I do, I do love my job, yeah.
0: Wow, I mean honestly that sounds crazy especially now during covid times like I remember um cuz I got covid earlier this year in March is you know mm. <laughs> what a what a time mm. but anyway so the point i wanted to make was that i remember the one thing i really remember from my experience in the hospital as much as it was terrible the one positive thing were the nurses Mm. and how much because the doctors we would only hear them on the phone they were very amazing amazing people as well Mm. and there would be one doctor that came in every morning but the nurses were the ones that were with me 24 7 like just outside doing their work like waving to Mm. me (laughs) coming in like they really went above and beyond to just make me feel not isolated you Mm. know you guys have to wear the suit, the hazmat suit yeah. to come in and they did that, like they put in all that effort to literally just give me food and talk to me and then go out like mm. after two minutes. So I feel like that and I've really built that relationship with my nurses although it was a bit hard to identify each one of them because yeah. masks and everything, yeah. it was a little bit difficult and like they kept changing but mm. whoever was that, those nurses, like I will always, I that have a special place for them in my heart because they really took care of me. Mm. So, and I would I owe everything like that recovery journey to them. So I can Im- only imagine like if that's how one patient can you I can only imagine all your future patients mm. you know <laughs> feeling that type of way with you with Mama Kim.
1: Yeah. No really <laughs> really you. yeah, <laughs> mm.
0: but I want to know like did you, um like when it comes to judgment yeah. So first, did you face any judgment from your family and friends when you wanted to make the switch into
1: nursing from comms? Mm. Um. Honestly, I think from my family's point of view, everyone was pretty supportive. Yeah, I think um, also because there, I have a few aunties. My grandma was a nurse as well. So, um, I mean, everyone, you know, it's the usual, such a noble job. Like, oh, right, like, right, it's so right. good. You're going to learn so many practical skills. And I, obviously, I think my parents were really happy about it because they know like, oh, when I get old, Kim can take care of me. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so, so I think like in general, it was okay. But I do remember um, speaking to some of my lecturers from MassCom about it, yeah. yeah, and a lot of them were telling me like, oh, but it's so wasted, you know, like, you're such a good, like, storyteller, presenter, um, and, like, you'll be able to bring, like, that wholesome stuff into, like, the comms world, you know, like, I remember quite a few of them were telling me those kind of things, but, and I remember many times... But okay, that was already after I submitted the application, so it's like all too late. But um, <laughs> yeah, but I do remember at that point in time, right, I was just like, whoa, like, did I make the right choice? Like, I did study three years for this, right? Like, I did invest in, like, the community, you know, like, um, music. Like, the, like whoa, like, generally everything that I love, kind of like, it made sense for me to continue in comms. Yeah. What would you have done, though, in comms? Like, would you have done... What, what, I'm just curious, mm. radio or...? I think... Radio would have been really, really nice. Uh, I wanted to do radio, like, presentation, like, hosting something. Um, yeah. But, um, I mean, but I do have a very interesting, like, future track ahead. but we can talk about that later on. Yes. Um, Yeah, but I think that's kind of what I wanted to do. So, it was difficult because there was a, there was this, like, really equal balance between the number of people who were telling me, like, oh, um, it's going to be really wasted if you don't continue in comms. But at the same time, there were a the few people who were telling me like, based on your personality and everything, to be very honest, actually, nursing suits you better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but- And I actually th- more
0: so, like, I-, I think, um, I don't really see it as a waste. Like, what you said at the beginning of the episode, you were like, you now have experience in two completely different fields and you have qualifications in two completely different fields. Yep. And I'm surprised that the lecturers told you that because when I was graduating and I was like, should I do comms again? They're like, no. <laughs> and they're like, do something else. So it's very weird mm. that those same lecturers or maybe probably different ones were yeah. telling you to... But I guess because maybe they definitely saw, you know, the potential for you to do radio. But mm. I think it's really cool that you literally have two complete different job opportunities for you lined up. Yeah. And I mean that's crazy. So you did receive kind of like not judgment but like questions yeah. from people. Mm. But what about the medical industry? So did as a com student coming in, like <laughs> comms, NP students, yeah. I don't know how many of them, <laughs> you know, i d I've never heard of anyone else going into nursing. Yeah. So did you receive a quote unquote judgment from your peers in mm. uni? Uh, your lecturers that you had no experience
1: in yep. like science and stuff like that before this. Mm. I remember going for the nursing interview and then I was sitting with two of um two of the lecturers and then they were like why like their biggest question honestly it wasn't even <laughs> it wasn't even like a oh like what can you bring to the table you know like oh like what are your strengths and weaknesses but it was like a why <laughs> like you know like you just studied math for three years like like are you sure nursing is for you? Cause they I think everyone kind of knows, like and especially my lecturers, right? Um like being in the nursing industry, it really is a very not okay. It although it's being developed and stuff, but you do really do like the dirty work, like the very simple mm-hmm. like stuff, like it really humbles you, I think, simply put it, right? It really humbles you when you um when you work as a nurse. So for a lot of them, they were saying like, are you sure? Like, are you ready or not? Like, or are you just making this decision because maybe like at that point of time, like your GPA, like you cannot study anything else. Like, are you sure? Are you really sure this is for you? Yeah, and most of my interview was kind of like based on that question. Yeah, Um. but <laughs> honestly, thankfully, I think at that point of time, and even now still, like nursing really needs the manpower. So even though I was like, I, I don't know, man, like I'm just trying this out, but... I think they still, like, took me in, yeah, because we really, really do need nurses, um, yeah, and I think, actually, it's very interesting because at this point in time, I think a lot of people are also doing career switches and joining the nursing industry, yeah, like, and not even just people, like, around our age, like, people are doing mid-career switches, like, they're already, like, maybe my parents' age and they are switching to joining nursing, yeah, so, um, yeah, so there was that, but honestly, in terms of, like, my friends, um, Actually, the the my batch and my cohort and my lecturers were all really really nice. Um, it's very interesting because I think the perception that a lot of people had is that like oh like a lot of people just go into nursing like, like because it's the last <laughs> resort. You know what I mean? But actually, my cohort and studying nursing in uni is very competitive, like, especially at NUS, the people are really competitive, and I think it's gotten even more competitive over the years, and you have people who are really taking this um, job scope, like, this profession really, really seriously. Yeah, so that's something that I'm really excited for, because I think over the next few years even, like, there will be more really passionate, like, like, um, students and all that who will be graduating and entering the workforce, which will help to progress nursing even more. Yeah, mm-hmm. um... So yeah, but to um, to go back to the question, um, it wasn't too bad. I think it was interesting because, in a sense, I feel like joining MassCom before helped me stand out even more in nursing. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't even like a oh like like she's not good like cause it, like I it's quite interesting because I think studying uh, my degree in nursing right, even though I didn't really pride myself as someone who's like really smart, but like I really did quite well. So. Um, yes, yes. Is. right. So, get those grades. Uh, yes, get those <laughs> grades. So, so I think people were like, oh. And on top of that, like, I was doing com stuff but in nursing, which really genuinely helped me, I feel personally, stand out more in nursing. Oh, like what? Yeah, so I mean like, um, there's like events that like I, were ho- I was hosting as well, Um, like, I mean even in nursing, like they have like video content, so I hosted quite a few videos, like acting, okay, but the acting was quite funny, but like, um, in terms of like hosting, like the education- like so more, more like educational videos and all that, yes. and I think at the same time also like, I think MESCOM in general um taught me to really speak well like how to really present yourself like in terms of like image and all that so I think that even just like Going to class and and entering. Okay, honestly, right at that point of time when I gra- when I first graduated, Bali, like I was blonde. Like sis was blonde, and I remember going to my orientation program, and I was like lip singing to like High School Musical on stage. Do and you I, I was remember blonde. this video, right? I remember, and I was like, "That that's Kim." Yeah,
0: <laughs> I remember seeing that. Yeah, on Instagram, and I was like, "There is that is literally Kim.
1: <laughs> There's no one else that would do that." <laughs> right. So like even like even that, I think like Mescom really like helped me like strengthen my ego, I don't know, like, yes, like, 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 yes, like, as Thick in, skin. I, yeah, like, really, like, because I feel like in comms, you really have to be really like, thick skin, right? You in really a way. have to, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I think MESCOM really trained that side of me. So, when I entered, right, like, even, honestly, the majority of people, I think, entered, but they are a bit more shy and stuff, but I was just like, hey, and everyone was like, whoa, <laughs> like, who is this? Yeah, so, from the start <laughs> already, right, I think I could tangibly see how MESCOM helped me stand out more in the nursing industry. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And
0: that's so cool that you still managed to do so many comms related things in your field because
1: yeah.
0: then and I mean that just goes to show there's no way that diploma went to waste. Yeah. You know. Mm. But you you mentioned how you know you have a future track now. So like I I do want to know like mm. now I mean now you're a nurse you're bonded for 4 years yep. but do you see yourself ever going back to comms mm. ever going back to radio?
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel I feel like I'm a bit out of touch to fully go back into comms, um, but I do, um, I mean, I've been speaking to some people here and there, and I have been slowly getting a bit more involved in comms-related things, but in my hospital. Yeah, so yeah, because they said that, it's actually really interesting, Um. okay, honestly, when I was having my crisis, like, um the f- past few weeks, right, like, kind of like, um, talked to some people and I was just like, can I just do, like, comms or something, but, like, for the hospital, you know what I mean? Like, can I just, like, switch? But I, I want to stay in the nursing industry. But I just don't want to be in the clinical setting because that makes sis really tired. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember, um like, this lady that I was speaking to, she told me uh, that um actually, right, it's a really, really how do I say, it's a really rare thing to have a nurse that is very skilled in communications or a nurse yeah. that like really wants and is passionate about communications. Yeah, so, um, I think like, that's why it's really important that I stay on the ground and I stay in the clinical setting but I... And, and I think that over the year, next few years, I'll be getting more opportunities to do more comms-related stuff, be it um, in terms of, like, social media, uh, writing um, stories, writing speeches for certain people, mm-hmm. or even, um, go, like, going to strategic communications. Because, you know, communications is so broad, right? It's so it's broad. So That's why broad. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So I think that there's so many different areas that um, I can explore, and it's, and it's really literally because... I studied MESCOM, then uh, there's this whole other tier, you know, like, this next level thing that I could, I can, like, explore and do with my career as well. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Honestly,
0: girl, you're a superstar. <laughs> 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 Truly, that's so cool. I mean, the fact that you, I mean, I always used to be a very big planner and be yep. like, okay, I, I put a lot of stress on, like, the qualifications that I get and where that's going to take me in life. But I think... After, after COVID, very honestly, like, I just, my whole perspective on plans changed and I mm. realized how you really need to just live one day at a time. And that yeah. doesn't mean you can't have goals. Yep. So it's just nice to see that, you know, you are, you're cherishing a your time as a nurse now. Mm. You know that this is what's happening for the next few years, but you're still finding ways to bring out your passion and comms yep. while staying in the nursing industry. And, you know, you're working towards all of this over the years and really I mean who knows what's going to happen in the next five years yeah. like genuinely who, you may even do something completely different who, yeah. like, maybe you might go into med tech yeah. like honestly you <laughs> yeah. know it, it just there is just no end to it that's why I think you know that a lot of pressure on like students who are like oh but what do I do in my degree and I was just having a conversation with my friend yesterday over mm. dinner and she was like I am graduating soon and I am so stressed like graduating uni like, yeah. I just don't know what to do mm. that's what she was saying and I was like Wow, like, everyone's just so young and just so clueless and that's not talked about enough. Yeah. I feel like, so, I mean, what, like, okay, if if I were to give you that scenario, like, my friend who's had this degree in for four years in whatever course that she's doing and Mm. she's still like, I don't know what to do and I'm graduating in six months. Yep. What advice do you think you could give to
1: that person? Honestly quoting what you just told me just now, like, taking it one day at a time, like, one step at a time, I think that's really, really important because similar to you, I'm also, like, a really big planner. Like, I don't like being Mm. uncertain about my future. Like, you know, like, I always want to be one step ahead. Like, like I need to know what's going on. If not, I feel so anxious, right? Um... And Same. I think that was me. Yeah, like, I, I was just like, okay, like, after I graduate poly, I'm going to do this. I'm going to settle down. I'm going to do this, this, this. Since it's been, like, four years, like, she's still not married, you know. But then, like, <laughs> like, um, uh, like she's still not married. She's studying something totally different. And, like, now, like, working in a whole different industry. So I think, I don't know. Like, I feel like based on just my story and my experience alone and um, what I had to go through, it's just really very clear that um and what I keep telling people as well is that if you have the right mindset and um you just frame your perspective um correctly right and positively of course honestly anywhere you are thrown right you will be able to thrive I feel yeah even though definitely definitely not saying that there will be there won't be any struggles or that it'll be smooth sailing but I feel like you really need to just trust the process and trust yourself mm. enough that um I am doing the most that I can, and doing the best that I can in this situation, learning as much as I can, being the best person, um, best version of myself that I can be, and I trust that enough to take me to wherever I'm meant to be and supposed to be for the next phase of my life. Yeah, Yeah. so I think, like, to your friend, uh, to anyone else who is struggling with that, right? Just really take it one day at a time. Like, graduate first, and then after that, be like, okay, sit down and really look at your options. Who knows, man? Like, maybe after you talk to someone else who is in another field, you're just like, huh, actually, I'm quite interested in that as well. And specific mm-hmm. um qualities or skill sets that you possess from your previous field might be really useful or might be something that this whole other industry needs or is lacking in, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: What I was telling her as well was internships are really like so helpful because yeah. with internships, um, you know, first of all they're not permanent. Yeah. Second of all, you as an intern, your boss won't they don't expect you to know everything. And I think we put the pressure, like, Oh my God, I don't know anything about PR, for example, yeah. how am I gonna do a PR? I'm just like that's the whole point. That's yeah. why you're an intern. yeah And I think, you know, interning in different industries and I told her like you know I mean this could could be advice for anyone else that's probably struggling which I'm sure there are a lot of people struggling right now Mm. you know just go through every single job that you've done and sit down and say what do you like about this job and what didn't you like about this job yeah and then, you know, start looking at what your skill sets are. Start looking at what you enjoy in a workspace. Yeah. And I think after a while, you'll be able to figure out like, okay, I'm good at A, B, C. Yeah. What industry is with that? Yeah. Talk to career coaches. If you're in school, like if you're in uni, I'm sure you have career coaches. In poly as well, Yeah. there are a lot of career... Uh, not a lot, but I'm, there are career coaches for, you know, your different mm. faculties. Yeah. Uh, Don't let them go to waste. You know, I think they're really, really good for... Talking about these kind of things specifically, yeah. your profs, your lecturers, all of this. Yeah. And yeah, I think honestly, just graduate first. Mm. <laughs> that like it's just crazy because even for me, it's coming soon. I yeah. still have a long way to go. Like yep. I might graduate in twenty twenty two, and to me, like oh yeah, finding a job and all that, like, it'll come, you know. But mm. I realize it's coming sooner rather than later. Yep. So for you, you grad. When did you graduate? Uh,
1: you just June? graduated. Yeah,
0: just like in May. May. Oh my god. May June. Mm so how was it as a fresh graduate what was your experience finding a job
1: especially during like these mm. trying times honestly I've just I'm just really blessed say like to be very very honest because um I'm on scholarship so my yeah so like my job wow. and everything yeah you know, <laughs> like my job and everything was like everything was pretty much settled so um mm-hmm. that's why I always say like you know like um in poly right um, how do I say this? In poly, when I graduated, the issue was that my grades weren't good enough to study what I wanted, right? But then I was like, it's okay, okay, I'm just going to do my best during my next phase. And really in uni, I proved myself wrong and sis, like, studied real hard, got a scholarship and it's like, what? like, wow, like, I got a scholarship and it's not even a scholarship for something that, like, um, I previously thought that I was really good at. It's something that I was completely new to and what and I still managed to get a scholarship, right? And then that in itself, like, got me a bond. I mean, even though, yes, I'm struggling. But like, you know, I'm very thankful because like, especially during this time, like, I'm guaranteed a job. Like, you know, there's that job security and stability for me. So, um, that's why I think it wasn't so stressful. But definitely, I have so many friends who like, graduated, um, this year or are graduating soon and they're not like, you know, like, as, um, as lucky as I am to have this like, sense of like, stability and security during COVID. So, um, um, (sighs) <sighs> it's uh, wow. I I think in that aspect, like not. I don't necess- I can't relate fully, but yeah. um, but I know how it feels like. Cause I think that was me when I graduated poly. Like I think I can relate more, like back then, right. And- it-
0: At poly, like, now what? What's the next step? Yeah, Because after poly also, you can start working. Like, it's not a must to get a degree. Mm. But what was... um, I know you wanted to talk about burnout as well and how you're managing that. And that was actually one of the questions that I got on Instagram, specifically Mm. that, like, how to avoid burnout. Mm. Yeah, so as a uni grad, a fresh grad, Mm. now in the workspace for what, like, a month? Yeah. So how,
1: how have you been dealing with burnout? Hmm... I think I've had to be really intentional with the way that I plan my time. Yeah, um, you know last time, if let's say, I, um, when I was still studying, right, if I decided I'm going to take this day off, I could just not go to class, but sadly when you're working, right, especially as a nurse, like it's, um, you you don't have that luxury, even if let's say I fall sick and I take MC, then um, it's struggle because sometimes um, the way they plan out our um, How do I say this? The the way they plan out our teams at work is just like, just nice. So if you take MC, then you're going to be short on staff and then like, they have to do a whole reshuffling and all that. So... Um, definitely you don't have that luxury to have like your rest days whenever you want. Like it really has to be really planned out. So I try as much as I can to like every week because I'm guaranteed two days off. So one day I try, try my best to just stay at home because I know that I really like my home time. To do like to clean my things, pack my <laughs> things, you know, um, and just like stay at home and rest. And then the next day I'll plan it, um, maybe a day out, you know, go and spend some time with my friends outside and all that. So. I've had to be really intentional. As much as I don't like it, sometimes, you know, like, I have to plan, like, dates and meetings one month, two months in advance. Yeah. Um. And it really has to just be that intentional. And, um. you know, sometimes my friends will be like, "Hey, tonight I want to have supper. But I'm just like, bro, like, tomorrow I'm morning shift. I have to wake up at five. <laughs> or like, I have a really long day and I know that my body doesn't really respond well to very, very long days. So, it's like, I've had to compromise a lot. It's really a lot of give and take. But I know... Um, I've had to learn what's best for my body, like really listen to my body and, um, yeah, like put my health and mental, emotional well-being on top of all these other things. Yeah, so I think that's one one thing that really has really, really helped me. But in terms of, um, on top of that, I think finding really strong support systems, like finding people yeah. who... Um, you know, you can really talk to, um, cry to, like, celebrate, like, good days with. I think just having, I have, like, a group with um some of my friends inside, and we just, like, always just, like, psh, if it's, like, like a happy day, then, like, okay, like, let's, like, put our, like, joys and, like, celebrate together there. But if it was a sad, like, really tough day, then we we're all just there, like, okay, like, let's listen, just rant. Even though we don't, um, we might not respond immediately or what, but it's just, like, an outlet. Like, we just create this safe space and outlet for us to just kind of, like, blah, 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 like, verbal, diary everything out. Yeah, so I think just finding it doesn't even have to be a big group of people but just finding that one or two people who you can really journey with um, especially as a new graduate especially when you're transitioning I think is very 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 important mm. right so who's your support system for you mm, I mean definitely my man's like <laughs> like mad respect to him cause um, yeah like he is really he has had to really be there like really be there to um like uh celebrate with me and cry with me and all that kind of stuff. Um but I mean on top of him because you know it's kinda his obligation um I think <laughs> like definitely my nursing friends, yeah, I think that um especially us because we are all kind of going through the same thing. So out of everyone else, I think all of us have um the ability to really empathize with one another and know what to say and know like okay like like we just openly ask each other, as of now like do you want us to just like sayang you, do you need space? Do you just want us to listen? Do you want advice? Like we are very chill and very open with communicating our um communicating well, and just like being very clear with one another. So, um, I think that has really helped me a lot. Um, yeah, and going beyond like the people that I've already know, I already knew before I entered the workforce, I mean, even making new friends at work, like building support systems at work because that's where I am like most of my time, right? So if let's say like I have, if I have a really strong support system outside of work, but during work, I'm just like suffering and dying, right? Like I also don't think that that's very sustainable. So I've, I've also had to Feel like build up confidence and be comfortable enough with like um really opening up to people at work and try I think I think it's really a huge lesson on like pride and humility. You know I always I always kind of want to put up this like very strong front like yeah 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 like anything you know as this new I'm I'm uh just just very humble efficient like new nurse that wants to learn and take on anything but I realize that that's super not sustainable so. Uh, many times like when my when my colleague and I are like, I don't know, changing someone's diapers or what and then we just like I'm like, sis, I'm tired <laughs> or like doing our breaks together oh or God. after work. Yeah. yeah, and then like like I've just had to really learn how to be open and honest and come across as not just like, I'm tired, I want to give up, I'm so bad, but um, I always like to ask them for their advice. And actually, after a lot of them open up to me, right, a lot of them always say that like, actually, to be honest, when I started work as well, like every day I would cry at least once. <gasps> like, yeah, like some of my colleagues have told me that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and um, for a lot of them, they're just like, oh, but... The thing that is different is that they say that maybe for me, Or more people like our age, I think like we put a lot more focus and emphasis on like building very strong support systems. Yeah, and like emotional support, like the holistic welfare and all that. So I think um it's already getting better from their time because we are a lot more intentional and we really see the importance and we really take action when it comes to all those things. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I mean having
0: a work life balance also. Correct. That's something that's so important to I feel like our generation and as it should be. Yeah, like, it, it's a very very important thing, and you know the fact that you were saying how you have to compromise and you have to give and take, and you can say no to your friends mm. to go for supper. That that is very very important and not easy at all. Yeah, because you're sacrificing your social life to progress in your career, and not just progress. You're sacrificing to just take care of yourself. You're putting yeah. yourself first essentially, mm. yep. and sometimes doing that it's so important but we just don't have that strength to do it because we just want to be part of everything at least yeah. for me like FOMO is such a real thing mm. but you won't be able to enjoy everything else if you're not taking care of yourself yep. every single day Yep. at work and even the advice that you gave was like you know having a good support system in your workplace I didn't even think about it that way mm. that if you have like yes you can have a great support system outside but what about when you're eight nine ten hours at work then what Mm. and you know the fact that you have conversations with your colleagues um and who are your friends and they're just like okay what do you want us to do i think that is something that can be applied to any situation like when you're with someone that is you know how do you help someone else you can just ask yeah like what do you want i also never i never think of it that way like i'm always like shoot like what am i supposed to do like i I just keep talking and talking i'm just like maybe sometimes that's not what they want yeah and I think as adults now, young adults, it's so important to communicate that with each other. Mm. And that's the best way you can be there for someone else. And have someone else be there for you yeah. effectively. Yeah. So that was so interesting that you said that. Like especially the thing about having a support system in the workplace itself. Yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> because I've I've been in um crazy workplaces as well where mm. same thing crying at work going to the toilet like crying like, oh my god I don't want to do this mm. I want to go home and like at home I'll feel okay but then I feel so anxious before going to work yeah. at work and because I just didn't have that support system at work mm. so you know I, I think finding that whether it's just even one person yep you know with that relationship it's 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 very very important not even not just work like in school yeah. Like, I, I honestly, uni for me has, is so different from poly. Mm. Poly for me was the best three years of my life. Like, not... it, Like, truly, mass yeah. calm. you know, I made the best friends, the best connections, Um, just everything about it. I loved every day of it. Mm. Uni has just been... I mean, it's just not been the same at all. Mm. So, I now have realized, now being in my third year yes, I can go to school and not talk to anyone, but that's not healthy for me at all. Mm. You know, like, I have to put myself out there and actually talk to people. And even if that does, like, just means a conversation with someone here and there, it will be enough. And that's why I think this semester for me has been so good because I I have this very good balance of, like, I'm a couple of hours in school. Mm. I do actually enjoy my time there because I'm taking modules that I like. And then I come home and I'm surrounded by my family and I love that as well. Mm. So... Yeah, it's, it's so important to, you know, maintain that balance and take care of your mental well-being. Yeah. Sis. Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine, especially being a nurse, like, in the, anyone in the medical industry, I just have so much mad respect for because I don't know what you guys see every day is different. I have friends in the medical industry and I mm-hmm. just hear stories and, damn, girl, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, you know, especially when you said, like, your patients pass away and stuff, like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. But... How do you make sure that you don't bring... Like, you, you did mention that it does come home with you. So, yeah. how do you make sure, like... yeah? I mean, you have a boyfriend. How, how long were you guys together already, you oh, and Matt? What? <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you guys are amazing together Thank as you. well, I'm sure. And I... How, like, even in, like, in a relationship, like, how do you make sure you don't bring that heaviness into the relationship?
1: Yeah. Hmm... Um okay, I think the scary thing right like when I realized that this was an issue was that um like maybe it was a really stressful day at work like everything was really fast-paced and then when I came home or when I spent time with my boyfriend like I would snap a lot faster you know and I'll just like no and like at home I'll be like oh things need to be tidy and clean like I don't know because <laughs> like that's why it's like in the hospital right Like the, like when I'm taking care of my patients like this is my space these are my patients I'm the one in control but when you're back home and everything like you're living with other people. You know, it's like a coexisting kind of thing. So, um, I think that was quite a difficult thing to swallow when I realized that, like, man, like I'm really, really bringing my work back home, and um, it's not fair on like my boyfriend. It's not fair to my family. Um, because they are just chilling at home, man, and then like, I'm just coming back this angry ball of like ah, and I also found it quite um, like in a sense like hypocritical, hippo hippo hypocritical, hypocritical, like, I've, I found it a bit hypocritical as well, because like, you know, like, especially on social media, like, um, I think a lot of people know me as, like, the one who's very positive, like, really nice, and, like, happy all the time, but behind the scenes, right, I was just this, like, angry, like, stressed out, like, duh! Um, yeah, so, um, I mean, let me think. I mean, as with everything else, I think I've had to be really intentional, so um, and really aware of like what's filling up my brain. So sometimes, right, I think it's very easy to just kind of like stay in denial and be like, no, no, like, I'm perfectly fine. Like it was just a stressful day at work, but now I'm perfectly fine. But I think the first thing, of course, is admitting that, like, okay, like, I know that today was a stressful day. There's a lot of things on my mind, and then from there, what can I do about it? Yeah. So sometimes, so sometimes it can even be like, okay, maybe I come home and I'm just like, I just need a walk. Like, I'm just going to take a walk, even though I'm really tired, I'm just going to take a walk. Or, I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to eat, uh, a, a, like, on the way home, instead of taking the bus, even though it's a hot day, I'm going to walk back home, buy some ice cream on the way back, and, you know, just, like, enjoy. So, I think, like, just all these small, small things to kind of help you de-stress, Um, or, like, even if, even if it's, like, listening to your favourite music on the way back home, I, which is a very small thing, but I I mean, for me, I get very excited when I get to do that. So, Um, just planning out all these small, small things, or even on the way home, um, like, so that I don't bring it home, on the way home, I call someone, and I'm just like, yo, like, I have just food at work, can I just talk to you about it? Yeah, because I'm someone who processes things externally, so I always like to, I have to talk it out, I have to, like, talk things out and process it externally, so, um, just doing that and finding the right people for me to do that with, I think has been really, really, very helpful to help me de stress and to just really keep things at work. I mean, even at work itself, like my colleagues and I. Once, honestly, on the outside, right, when we when we're with our patients, families, especially those difficult patients and very difficult families, we're like, yeah, like <laughs> like it's fine. But then the moment we enter the pantry, we we're just like, ah, and like I think I think I mean I think it's like it's really important because it form it gives you this safe space. And if you don't kind of like have this space to vent and like to release all of that, right, especially Especially doing work, it's really easy to like snap especially at patients, but like, a lot of times they don't mean it, you know, and, and then after that you feel really bad. So I think everyone just kind of knows that like, okay, that I have to release this somehow, so we all just kind of support each other when we go back, maybe over meals or what, and then we're just like, hey, wow, do you know, today's been such a tough day, like, this happened, this happened, and then we're like, it's okay sis, like, we're almost there. And honestly, my colleagues have been really supportive when they know that, um, like, for certain shifts, I haven't been able to go for a break, then my colleagues will go down, then they'll buy me, like, drinks, and then um That's like, really nice. yeah they would like buy drinks or they'll be like hey like today I packed you this so I also do that for my colleagues like sometimes if I know that it's gonna be a di- very difficult shift or our patients are really um the equity of our patients are really heavy that day and I know that this particular nurse that I'm with always doesn't go for a break. Then um I usually try to like pack some snacks and like drinks, like v- things that I've, that they can eat really easily. That'll like just put in a small plastic bag and give it to them. So I'll be like, okay, today like make sure like you just take like a short two-minute break, just go to the back and just, like, eat this granola bar, you know? So, yeah, it's just, just just really looking out for one another, especially during work. I think that has been very, very important. Mm.
0: Wow. That's so nice and so wholesome. Like, a really nice workplace yeah. to be. I mean, as stressful as it is, yeah. that's so cute to do that. I think that's so thoughtful of your friends and of you as well. Mm. Oh, I-, I also wanted to ask, um how are you balancing everything? Like, Talking about work-life balance, you know, like, okay, you are super stressed at work yep. and you are saying no to people, of course, but how do you balance being a girlfriend, being a sister, being mm. a daughter, mm. everything all at once, and being a nurse? Yeah. <laughs>
1: at 20, what, 24? Yeah. Right, 24, <laughs> yeah. How yeah. are you balancing that? Mm. Well, um. I mean, okay, on top of work and, like, um, my family, my relationships, I mean, I'm also, like, quite an active leader in church so like I've had I have a lot of leadership roles yeah yeah, I have a lot of leadership roles in church in like different ministries so that has been a bit difficult especially because now I have to work on Sundays as well so I can't be there all the time but I think that was when past Kim like really gotta give past Kim like some applause because um I kind of planned for all of this to happen, like, I knew that I was going to struggle with it, and I knew that like, for me, my family time and all that is very important, so I definitely have to let go of certain things. So, mm. um, I mean, I, instead of leading something alone, I, luckily before work started, before things got even crazier, I managed to rope in some people, um, to like, co-lead with me for certain things, so that like, you know, like, um, I don't have to, um, on those day on those weeks that uh, I can't be there on Sundays, then like, they can take over. Then, um i've also had to like i'm slowly letting go of like uh one of my core responsibilities in church as well like over the next few months like we're starting to hand over because realistically speaking i think in the next few years like i won't be able to commit as well Yeah. yeah
0: um
1: so even though it's really really sad and i'm i feel so bad right and there's definitely more that i want to give there as well but um a lot of nurses who um, also go to church and all that, right, like, before I even enter work, they did tell me, like, this is the reality of it, sis. Like, it's going to be really difficult for you to hold on to all of that and still give, like, your 100%, especially because of yeah. work. Yeah, so I think the expectations were set really clear even before I joined work. Um, so yeah. I'm like, okay, like, letting go, even though it's really sad, but, like, I knew that, uh, I know that I have to do it, especially at this point of time in my life. Yeah. Um. In terms of everything else, um, I think... Like, juggling everything has been okay. Um, I think in general, I'm just someone who is just very sensitive and very intentional with all these kind of things. Yeah, Yeah. so it hasn't been too difficult so like um like what I said earlier like every every week I try to plan one day like today is that day that I'm just like at home like just with everyone you know not even just like oh we're talking all the time or what just but I love just being at home you at know like home. with everyone just at home together yes, yeah so yes. so I always try to have that at least that one day like plan it out and then um like I mean boyfriend wise it's been difficult also because you know um I mean even okay, because now COVID is COVID is around. So my boyfriend was supposed <laughs> to go overseas to study for the next four years, right? In Australia. Yeah, like in oh, Perth. No. Yeah. Okay, which honestly is not too bad. It's just like a four-hour plane ride, ride right? Yeah. But still like LDR. So uh, and and for four years or so, it's such a long time. But because of COVID, maybe next year he might not have to. Oh, but um <laughs> but I mean, but we were planning for that, right? We were planning for to to be ready, uh, to be ready for an LDR by next year. So I think it's just been a lot of um just really understanding that everyone okay honestly everyone around me has been very supportive because they are very understanding and they're just like we know the nature of your job we know that it's like that you know every single day like my dad sends me to work yeah like every day and um my morning shifts right like he will send me to work at 6 a.m even though he has like nothing on and then like um always after my work, especially if it's an afternoon shift and I finish like 8.39, like my parents always try their best to fetch me as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, like during my night shifts, like Matt was, like my first night shift, Matt, st- uh, my boyfriend stayed up to like call me during my break to keep me company. But I think it was like yeah. 2 plus in the morning. So I think everyone has just been very supportive and um, just as much as everyone has been supporting me, I also try my best Um, when I, ha- when I have like time with them to... Um, okay, not even when I have time with them, but just to like intentionally plan out time with them, to spend with them. Uh, I always try to like buy food back home. So it's, I think it's not so much in the very big gestures, the big like celebrations or what, but it's all in the more like small, small things where we just like yeah. show that we are all like really in this entire thing together. Like the journey that is life, like we are really in the journey that is life together. So I think yeah. that is that makes things a lot more meaningful and a lot easier for us to like tight through this whole thing together. Yeah. Mm. i
0: think obviously you're very lucky and even i'm very lucky to be able to, to have such a amazing support system to you know push us with these risks yeah I mean, even when i dropped off jc went to poly mm. girl that was crazy and like <laughs> if if it wasn't for my parents and my siblings and whatever i wouldn't make be here right now yeah. like where i am now but i think obviously you know not everyone is as lucky to have that super strong support system. So, do you have advice for those that want to take risks, they're scared to take risks, but Mm. they know it's at the back of their mind, but they don't have
1: that support system? What Mm. advice do you have for them? I think, like, foundationally and ultimately, like, all of this has to stem from you being confident in yourself and you really believing in yourself. I think if that like as strong as a, of a support system that you might have, right? But if like fundamentally going back to like the core of it all, if you really don't believe in yourself and you don't trust in your abilities, what you've studied, um, your strengths and all that, right? Like it's going to be really difficult for you to take these risks. Yeah, so I think um, the first most important thing is to really know yourself well and to really um, take time to reflect yeah, like do really take time to reflect like go and take a walk listen to your favorite music go and lock yourself in your room and just like like just like soak and chill and on the air con and whatever and just like really reflect and be like okay like who am i as a person like do i really trust that i can do this do i really believe in myself and you just really got to build that up like be your be your biggest harp girl or hard man you know like i think i think you really have to do that and then um from there i believe that um when you really take that risk to put yourself out there, um, I think, how do I say this? Even though it's gonna be very scary, but as long as you really trust in your own capabilities, like, the... and trust the process that you are going through, right, I really believe that the result, the everything will just speak for itself. Yeah, yeah everything will really just speak for itself. Um, even though it might take time, things always take time, like, for some people, it takes a short time. For some people, it takes years, you know. But I mm. always believe that when you trust, when you truly, truly trust and believe in yourself, right, that, like, it will show tangibly. Yeah. Um. In no matter the circumstances that you're in. Yeah. So, um...
0: Trust the process. Yeah. Really, really that- trust the process. Yeah. I think that's great advice for anyone, honestly, is to just... I think it's exactly what you said you actually took the words right out of my right out of my mouth. I was gonna say everything just will just work out in the end mm. somehow or the other, and I don't know when that end is, yeah, you know for some people, life just really, really sucks, and they throw curveballs and you just have to keep pushing and obviously situations are so different for everyone, but one day it will just all make sense. I really do believe that yep. like I just i really I'm so just so strong believe in everything happens for a reason, yep. So and you might find that reason 10 years later you might find that reason tomorrow you really never know. Yeah. But um it's just about really trusting the process and yeah, trusting yourself. I think that's so important as well. Like if you if you want to do something and everyone else is telling you no, mm. who cares? In yeah. the end it's you're the one that's oh, like what impact are they going to have in your life? Like you just it. do it and then, you know, be successful in the future and then show them. Nah. <laughs> show it to them mm. later on. Yeah. <laughs> If you have one piece of advice for the listeners to this episode mm. on, you know, just anything at all, yep. what would it be?
1: I think one really important thing that I've learned, especially over the past few months, is that you really need to learn how to be kind to yourself. Yeah, I think it's really easy to um, conform and try to fit into... Um, this stereotype or especially as a new graduate, right? Like um when employers hire you, they want you to be hungry, they want you to um be efficient, they want you to be this, be this, and you just feel like wow, I have to be this perfect mold of like a of a new graduate. Yes, yeah, you know, like I have to fit into this beautiful perfect mold. But I think especially when um when you're transitioning into something new and when you're just like I mean not even transitioning into something new but you're just trying to like figure out life in general trying to figure out who you are as a person in general I think it's really really very important to be kind to yourself sometimes you really don't have the answers some days it's some days are gonna be a lot more difficult than the rest and like what you said just now you might only find out the reason and the purpose behind your entire life or like why things have been going this way and that like 10 years from now 20 years from now yeah but I think um, you really have to reach this point where you're just like, it's okay. Like, I don't have all the answers. Like, sometimes life is going to suck. Sometimes life is going to be great. Sometimes I won't be able to do this as much as I would like to, or as well as I would like to, but it's okay. Like, I'm still learning. I'm still, especially for people our age, like we are still really young, to be honest. Yeah, and there's like just, there's so much life ahead of us. So, I think just really be kind to yourself as cliche as it sounds but i've truly had to learn that for myself and apply that to my life especially in the past few weeks and months yeah so just be kind to yourself Mm. be kind to others and be kind to yourself
0: yes of course let's not forget (laughs) other people but (laughs) (laughs) yourself as well yeah thank you so much kim for joining me and taking time out of your rest day to do this podcast with me it really meant a lot and like i learned so much you know, from you, and from this episode, and just in general, like, for heart, the number of years I've known you, and I cannot wait to see what you do as a nurse, as a comms major, no, that's not a comms major, as a comms student, as a nurse major, nursing major, like, I'm just excited to see where life takes you, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be seeing it on Instagram, <laughs> you know, I'll just be creeping on that, and, but yeah, thank you so much once again, Thanks and so- I'll, I'll speak to you soon, yes, bye! bye.